The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Sports Your Enthusiasm Podcast. I am your humble host, Bryce Benjamin, along with the guy who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyways. My co-host, Mr. Ed Reuter. How you doing this morning, Bryce? I'm feeling good, man. I am amped. I'm, I'm, I'm excited as shit for this podcast, bro. I'm, Me too, man. This should be, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I've been super excited for this one. Um, as you can see by the title of today's episode, we're jumping in our time machines. We're going back. To the future, not really, <laughs> but we're going we're going back to 2000, man. We're going to redraft the uh, NFL 2000 draft, and um, looking at this draft, man, like I had a chance to go and, and study it and look back at this. This draft is is absolutely stacked. Like I'm like, man, I'm looking at some of these names and and just kind of just going through the list. And I'm like, wow, this I did not realize how how prominent this draft class really, really turned out to be. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I've I've always enjoyed looking back and taking a look at old names from the past and saying, wow, I remember that guy. Oh, my God. How did this guy slip my mind? You know, things like that. Uh, so that's fun for me normally. But then above and beyond that, jumping back and seeing where some of these guys were drafted in the later rounds and taking a look at some of the guys that were drafted in the early rounds that turned out to be busts, it's, it was a lot of fun just combing through the old draft itself. So to actually go back in and play GM and dive in to make the picks myself should, should be pretty fun. Yeah, exactly, man. And uh, real quick, I do want to give a quick shout out to, to a couple of influences for this idea uh, first of all, uh, Bill Simmons, uh, listened to his podcast a lot lately. He does a lot of these uh, redraftables, is what he calls them, for the NBA. And then also I was listening to uh, a good friend of mine's, uh, Matt Johnson's podcast, Two Point Conversation, in which he kind of went back and did something uh, similar. So uh, I want to, yeah, you know, give a shout out to those guys there. Check out my man Matt's podcast when you guys get a chance. And um, yeah, man, this this class, like overall, it's a 2000 draft class. Uh, here a couple of notes here, man. This is this is the uh, the draft most notable. Uh, Tom Brady, the goat, drafted in the sixth round. <laughs> Somehow, some way, managed to fall all the way to the sixth. And uh, you know, we have the the infamous Brady six, as they has been now known. Um, well, I guess it's infamous. Is it was it infamous? Infamous. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. So you got the Brady six, where you had the six quarterbacks taken ahead of Brady. Hey, I'm, I'm going to test you out, Ed. Can you name the six quarterbacks drafted ahead of Brady in this class? Whew. I bet I can name most of them. Okay. I watched that Brady Six documentary the other day. It was, it was Shout excellent. Shout out to that. It was really good. Facts. Yeah. So I can name, let's see, here we go. I, I can't do them in order. I know that. And this sounds like it's cheating because I have most of the draft here in front of me, but I'm not going to look at it. Okay. But I know we got Pennington. Yep. I know you've got Spurgeon Win in there. Yep. You got T. Martin in there. Mm hmm. Got Giovanni Carmazzi. Yep. In there. Um,. Man, that's what, four? I that's got four. four. I got stuck on four already? Yep. Who else you got for me? You got Mark Bolger. Oh, that's right. And then Chris Redman. 
Okay, Chris Redman, I should have remembered. Yes, that's, sir. that's your uh, pride of the Ravens. Oh, yeah, man. Nice little Ravens flame out. I'd say that he's probably the best quarterback drafted by the Ravens in the last 20 years. Do you agree with that? Uh, you funny. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. You almost got me. Oh, that's right. There was that guy. Who's that guy? What's his name? Yeah, Super oh. Bowl winning. Oh, whoa. whoa MVP. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy with the Super most Bowl. Most dominant winning. playoff performance by a quarterback. <laughs> you know, playoff run, I should say. But yeah, man. So uh, Tom Brady, you know, the GOAT drafted in this draft class and 20 seasons in the NFL, still still chugging along. You know, three, in the, three NFL MVPs, six Super Bowl titles later. <laughs> he's still yeah. here. Like, yeah, he's still like, doing it's things. like shit. And ready to start a new chapter, going to Tampa Bay. Going you know? to Tampa Bay to start a new chapter, to play another maybe one, two, you know, knowing Brady, possibly five seasons. Yeah, man. It's nuts, man. Should be interesting. So, yeah, shout out to Tom Brady, the GOAT drafting in this one here. A uh, couple of other notes here from this draft class. So, this draft started with Penn State teammates, Courtney Brown and LeVar Arrington, being selected consecutively making them the only Penn State players to go number one and two, uh, or excuse me, yeah, number one and two in the same draft. So, you know, that's a nice little tablet there. And uh, one of those players turned out pretty well, LeVar Arrington, and Courtney Brown was uh, serviceable. De- yeah. Definitely definitely not number one pick over, you know, uh, worthy, but he, uh, he lasted a few seasons in the NFL, and he's a nice little plug stop for at, at defensive tackle and defensive end, so... Had a decent career. Yeah, for me, one one little note on those types of things as we move forward. You know, it's it's easy to call some of these guys busts, right? Coming because we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about guys drafted very early in the draft. Right. A lot of these guys might have had you know nice little careers, but for where they're taken, when we're gonna say things like bust, we don't mean necessarily that they were terrible players, right? Or that they were complete flameouts. So some of them might have been, but you know, a guy like Courtney Brown, number one overall, good player, you know, serviceable. I think you said, but. Never even made a Pro Bowl. You know? right. So out of that first spot, you know, he's he's going in the bust column for me. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, that's how it works is where you're drafting, your draft position kind of determines um, if you're going to be a bust or not, how you perform on the field, you know. So, yeah, he's a bust. <laughs> I hate to say it, but, you know, he had a decent career at least. Um, the New York Jets had four first-rounders in this draft. Um, that's the most by any team in NFL history. And you look at a couple of their first picks, like their first two picks back to back with Sean Ellis and John Abraham. That they, like they nailed those two picks, like boom, boom, like right off the bat, they was able to build a foundational uh, pass rushing unit right there. And then the other two uh, first round picks was Chad Pennington and then uh, Anthony Beck. Yep. So a tight end, Anthony Beck. Pennington, you know, riddled by injuries throughout his whole career, but uh, when healthy was pretty solid. That was your guy in Miami for a season. Hey, take it easy. You know, don't bring up painful memories. Hey, he got you guys to the playoffs. Yeah, he was all right. He was you know, right. he's like a until the Ravens destroyed him. Definition, definition, game manager. That guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, yeah, definitely cool for the Jets. Uh, obviously, they went on to take those four first round picks and then dominate the AFC East for the next twenty years. So it, it worked out really <laughs> well for them having all those picks. Uh, uh, the the dynasty that is the New York Jets uh, really started right here uh, with that amazing. Uh, franchise they have it's amazing how you know you have four, four first round picks and you're you're literally able to kind of put a stronghold on that division like with with that type of draft capital and unfortunately like the patriots make one yeah. <laughs> one sixth round pick <laughs> yeah. you know, like the rest is history it really that's a great point man you know four that's four tough. first round picks 
And, you know, one sixth-round pick changes the world forever. You know, it's funny. And that's what makes me nervous about my Dolphins, you know, this year. All the draft capital they had this year, all the draft capital they have next year, you you, you got to nail that quarterback pick, man. You, you really do. So uh, pretty funny when you look at it in that perspective. This was also the first draft that a kicker was drafted in the first round since 1966. Can you can you name that kicker? Just win, baby. That's Seabass. <laughs> That's such a fucking Raiders pick. That is such a Raiders pick. That's such a Raiders pick. I was, I was literally just going to say that. That is so Raiders. They're, they're like, what? You got this six foot eight kicker with the 250 gut, pounds smoking cigarettes on the field. This is this can boot a leg out of the state. Can boot a football out of the stadium. First round pick. Book it. <laughs> 17th overall, Sebastian Janikowski. Got him. Wow. What what a selection. Um, this draft class was dominated by the University of Tennessee in terms of draft selections. Had nine players go in this draft class from the University of Tennessee. I'm going to name off these players here for you, man. So we got Jamal Lewis, Sean Ellis, Ray Thompson, Chad Clifton, Dwayne Goodrich, Casey Coleman, Deion Grant, Darwin Walker, and then T. Martin all went into this, uh, all went from uh, Tennessee in this draft class, man. And a lot of them, a couple of them were uh, very either first or second round picks. So um, shout out to Tennessee, man, dominating the draft class there. Uh, so this class is also very well recognized for the Washington Redskins um, absolutely heisting the, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, a year ago, the 1999 draft, where they literally, the Saints traded every draft pick that they had to move up to go grab Ricky Williams. But then they also not only gave up their whole 1999 draft class, but then gave away their first and third round pick <laughs> in this draft class. Yeah, man. That had to be the, the greatest draft heist in like history, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Ricky turned out to be a good player. Obviously, he had his, his quirks. Uh, Needless to say, uh, his uh, infamous retirement from the Dolphins is something I'll never forget. But yeah, man, to give away that much for a running back, uh, just they, they can't, can't be done. A first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick in '99, and then a first and third in 2000. What a haul! And somehow, some way, the Redskins still managed to be the Redskins. Go figure that one, yeah, man. Crazy this man. Bad teams just got it. I don't know, man. Just. Look back at history, man, and it kind of repeats itself. It's kind of funny. You had Ron Dane, the Heisman winner of the the the, the nineteen ninety nine Heisman winner, going his draft as well uh, out of Wisconsin. He went eleventh overall to New York. Never really panned out too much in the NFL. You know, had a decent career. Was more of like a career backup. Was sort of that. Uh, they tried to build that one two punch between him and Tiki Barber. Yep. And uh, you know, it was decent. Tiki turned out to be the yeah. man there. Tiki, yeah, Tiki had a long, great career. Uh, yes. He was awesome. Ron Dane was, they were, he was supposed to be the thunder to Tiki's lightning. He right. was never quite the player that. Uh, that they drafted that, him to be. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not with a, so I think he went, did he go top 10? Oh, nope. I was close. 11th. 11th. Yeah. So, yeah, he, not, you know, again, decent enough, you know, serviceable, but certainly I don't think worthy of a top 11 pick here. Yeah, I, I would agree. And um, I don't know about you, but he's not. He's not going to my first round of my draft order on this I don't, draft. I don't see it, man. Um, so overall, man, just to kind of go like a, a full recap of this draft, you had this draft produced 28 Pro Bowlers, um, two Hall of Famers with, with Brian Erlacher 
And then also Tom Brady, who, you know, obviously isn't a Hall of Fame yet, but he, pretty much he, he's there. He's going to be in there. Um, you had three Offensive Player of the Year winners with uh, Jamal Lewis, Tom Brady twice, and then also Sean Alexander. And then you had one Defensive Player of the Year winner in this draft class and Brian Erlacher, and then two MVPs in Tom Brady and Sean Alexander. So, man, yo, this yeah. class was stacked, man, it's, it's, from from top to bottom. Like, this is a really, really strong draft class. At first glance, when I when I originally started to study it and look at it, um, I just looked at a lot of, like, the linebackers that came out of it. Like, you had Brian Erlacher, Julian Peterson, Keith Bullock. Uh, fuck it, I was just mentioning Dahani Jones. Yeah. <laughs> seventh, sixth or seventh round pick out of him. He had a very long, serviceable career. So, um, very strong draft class throughout um, there were even other linebackers too, like Ian Gold and Marcus yeah. Washington, that were Pro Bowl linebackers yes. for periods of time that aren't like household names like some of the other guys, but some guys that were really good for a long period of time. I remember Ian Gold specifically; he was one of those guys that, uh, you know, little story that I remember is one of those guys that could cover just sideline to sideline. One of the mm-hmm. first linebackers that I remember not being just that big, thick middle linebacker that plugs up the middle, but rather right. a guy that can cover sideline to sideline. So. He was he was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he was, man. Him, I remember that Denver, they had the the Monsters of Mile High. They was calling it between it was him, uh, Al Wilson, yeah. the middle linebacker, and I forgot yeah. who they was who was playing strong side. Um, but it was another a really good linebacker they had. That that trio of linebackers was pretty good for like a good solid three, four year run. So if if I'm if I'm showing signs of weakness here by saying I remember them from Madden, yeah. it's because all three of their linebackers were crazy fast yes. and uh, they were super tough to play against in in Madden. So I, I recall that very very clearly. I'm glad you mentioned that, man, because like a lot of these players, like when I look at them, um, like it it, it just reminisces of of Madden games I played, like Madden 2004. Yeah. A lot of these players were like in their prime at that point in time and just was just wrecking havoc. So, man. Um, brings it back. So real quick, I just want to kind of uh, go over each first round pick here before we actually start to do our redraft. Sounds good. All right. So the first five picks, we had uh, Cleveland, number one, taking Courtney Brown. Number two overall was Washington selecting LeVar Arrington. Number three, Washington again, this time selecting offensive tackle Chris Samuels. Cincinnati going with wide receiver Peter Warwick. And then Baltimore selecting running back Jamal Lewis out of Tennessee. Um, when you first look at that, that, that first five picks as what kind of leaps out at you? Well, I think, you know, as far as uh, really great players, I think LeVar Arrington and Jamal Lewis for their positions. I think those two guys are absolutely top five worthy picks. Jamal Lewis had a great long career, uh, you know, for a couple of teams, uh, for a running back, he had some longevity, um, you know, was, a just a beast, just that guy that you want down at the goal line and just smash between the tackles. Uh, he was a lot of fun to watch. Obviously, LeVar Arrington was a great player for a long time, uh, uh, pro bowler. And then looking at the other, the you know, rounding out the rest of the list, I think you mentioned Chris Samuels as being a solid, a solid player for a lot of years, so nothing yeah. wrong with him. Uh, and again, I wouldn't like throw these next two guys out as complete washout busts. Uh, Courtney Brown was okay. He had, a, he had an okay career. Peter Warwick of the five there, I'd say is probably on the weakest end. Uh, he never really quite put it together. Um, and as a matter of fact, the story that I remember from him was was Sports Illustrated articles coming about P-Dub and Lil Trub. I don't, I don't know if you remember that at all. I don't. That was Peter Warwick and Lavernius Coles, uh, both coming out from Florida State. Ah. And uh, Peter Warwick was the big name there. Actually, Lavernius Coles ended up having a little a bit more longer, prominent career. And a more prominent career. Yeah. yeah. So, so interesting there, man. Um, 
You want me to run down the, the next five? Yeah, How's yeah. How's that sound? Yeah, go ahead through All the right, next cool, five, man. man. So, so the Philadelphia Eagles took Corey Simon, the defensive tackle out of Florida State. Uh, Arizona at seven went Thomas Jones, the running back from Virginia. Uh, at eight, the Steelers went with Plaxico Burris. Uh, they kind of shot themselves in the foot there with that pick, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw in a rim shot uh, in there. Okay, yeah, I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> Ed, edit that in. Edit that in there for me. I got you. He's out of Michigan State, of course. Uh, you, great pick here. You already made mention of it. Chicago Bears at nine take Brian Urlacher out of New Mexico. And then your Baltimore Ravens select Travis Taylor, wide receiver out of Florida. So what, what do you think of those guys? This draft class was a very weak wide receiver draft class. Um, like you look at, like you had three receivers going to top 10 and uh, Peter Warwick, Plasco Burris and Travis Taylor. Uh, Travis Taylor was the first of many Baltimore Ravens first round bust at receivers. Uh, Plasco Burris, Super Bowl champion for the New York Giants. He uh, dominated in their in their playoff run when they when they when they won that first Super Bowl with Eli Manning there with them, but um, never made a Pro Bowl, never made a Pro Bowl, never made an All Pro team. I was kind of surprised when I was going through it. And I looked at that, I was like, oh shit, wow, he never did. And then Peter Ward, you know, just kind of a serviceable guy, never really you know did anything too much in the league. But um, Thomas Jones, he came on strong in the second half of his career. He kind of had a slow start. Uh, but then picked it up and then kind of caught steam when he went to Chicago and, you know, became one of the better running backs in the league at that point in time when he hit, when he hit his stride. Corey Simon, a lot of people don't remember him, but when he first came into the league, he was probably one of the top two, three, four defensive tackles at that point. He was dominant. Um, injury slowed him up a little bit. You know, he started to catch an injury bug. Uh, later on in his career, but for those first couple of seasons, man, he wrecked havoc on that defensive line. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's funny when you say that because uh, he was one of the guys that I kind of had to look up. You know, usually I'm pretty good at remembering guys like that, but uh, he was one that I also kind of had to look at because as I was going through, you know, he was uh, highlighted as a Pro Bowler, and I I thought really I had to, I had to kind of look back yeah. and then. And you're right. I think if it wasn't for injuries, you know, we might have been talking about him as, uh, you know, one of the premier tackles in the league for yes. a long time. So pretty, pretty cool. That's one of those guys I was talking about, prefacing this whole conversation with uh, looking back and remembering names that you hadn't thought about in a long time. And mm-hmm. he was definitely one of them. So pretty That's cool. A fact, pretty, man. pretty cool. Um, OK, so the next five picks we had uh, Ron Dang, gold number 11 to New York Giants. Let me clarify that. And then the, ne- the New York Jets, the New York Jets had back-to-back picks here. So they went Sean Ellis, 12, and then John Abraham, 13th. Great picks there. Bubba Franks, tight end out of Miami, goes to Green Bay. And then at 15, we had uh, lockdown corner Delta O'Neal going to the Denver Broncos, man. What do you think about those names? Well, I think, like you said, Sean Ellis and John Abraham, the Jets nailed their first two picks. Bang, uh, Delta, Delta O'Neal was, was awesome. He was one of my favorite players back then. I remember him being... Um, just, just a, a really, really strong player. Uh, Ball hawk. Yeah, man, he was he he was a great player. Yes. Um, I I hope I I'm not sure how it's going to fall out when we do our draft later, but but he's definitely going to be included. He was certainly first round worthy. Oh hell yeah! Great great player right there. Uh, Bubba Franks. How's that for a fun name? Uh, Franks and Beans right there. Bubba, he's <laughs> I'm gonna go home. Oh, that was good. You like that? That was nice. Shout that was out nice. to Forrest Gump. That's a keeper. Write that one down. But uh. Yeah, man, Bubba Franks. That was a, uh, that was a guy. Um, I'm not sure multiple time Pro Bowler, but he was certainly multiple time Pro Bowler. It was right. Yeah, yeah. he he had a solid little run there. He was a, uh, um, 
he was a guy. He put up numbers. Never looked spectacular out there, you know. He, but he was a good all around player. He was a, a the the what you would call a red zone threat. Like you go look at his numbers. He averaged probably like forty catches a season and probably like four hundred yards. But he had like seasons where he's like seven nine. I think he had like thirteen touch. No, not thirteen. That's Antonio Gates. But he had very productive touchdown receiving seasons for the Green Bay Packers. Very solid blocker as well. He was a key, uh, I was doing some some research on him. He was a very key figure in Ahmad Green's um, breakout 1,800-yard season for Green Bay in, uh, was that 2003, that season there? Uh, yeah, so it sounds like they, if, if I had to guess, they're doing a lot of running off the edge, and oh. he's the key guy uh, sealing the block. Sealing blocks, that right? edge, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, that's pretty cool. He's a great blocking tight end. Um, all right, so who do we got, what, 16 through 20? Yep, so 16 was the San Francisco 49ers taking Julian Peterson. Uh, 17 is the Oakland Raiders taking Seabass, the kicker from Florida State. Just win, baby. <laughs> uh, the New York Jets select Chad Pennington, QB from Marshall at 18. The Seahawks go with my man, one of my favorite players of all time, Sean Alexander, the running back out of Alabama. And uh, at number 20, the Detroit Lions take Stocker McDougal, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. I don't know who the hell that guy was, Stocker well, McDougal. That's because he was drafted by the Detroit Lions, uh, another one of their pedigree and great drafting skills that the Detroit Lions have shown <laughs> over the years. Shout so out to Detroit. I kind of stepped on your feet there. This was your five, but I had, you know, had to if I get an opportunity to take a shot at the Detroit Lions in you cheap fashion. You've got to do it. Hey, right? I don't blame you. Jumped all over you for it. Julian Peterson is a player that kind of stands out from those next five. Um, I remember him predominantly like playing Madden. I just remember him being highly ranked. I remember watching him whenever Baltimore would play San Francisco. There is one instance uh, I remember where the Baltimore Ravens, we beat San Francisco and San Fran, and Julian Peterson was coming off of a knee injury. Ray Lewis called him out on that shit or something. Like He pointed at his knee when he was looking at Julian Peterson, and Julian Peterson, after the game, um, after you know the, the lockers are cleared and everybody's going to the team buses, Julian Peterson approached the Ravens team bus to go fight Ray Lewis. Wow. <laughs> I remember that. That's a great story. Vividly. I'm like, wow. Uh, shout out to Julian Peterson, man. One of the only few men to go and uh, stand up to Ray Lewis. I'm not going to go there. I yeah. was about to make a joke. I'm not going to go there. Ray Lewis is my guy. You better hold it together. I was, I was about not to go there. Not on your own team, man. I was about to go there, but I'm not. Shout out to Ray. I should. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Jenikowski. I mean, Jenikowski was a Pro Bowl kicker. We made a Pro Bowl once. One of the strongest legs in, in NFL, if not the strongest leg in NFL history. Yeah, man. No, no doubt about it. I mean, he was a great kicker for a lot of years. I mean, uh, just out there booting, you know, 60 yarders for these guys. Yeah. He, the, pick was, the pick was fine. It's just that it's so Raiders to take a kicker in the first round, you know? The pick's not fine. You, don't, a, you don't take a kicker in the first round. You don't take a kicker in the second okay, round. Okay, 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 okay. So if you if you don't, <laughs> but if you do, the guy is Janikowski, right? I'm not I'm not advocating it either, but I'm just saying he turned out okay. I got you. you. Know, that's a player that was on the roster a million years. He was uh, he panned out. He panned out he for panned sure. Out. He was a great player. Um, and then Sean Alexander, uh, you you fucking get an NFL MVP with the 19th overall pick, man. All the only thing the man did was score touchdowns. You yeah, know, a hundred career touchdowns rushing. Yep. I'm not sure where that ranks him in NFL history. But it got to be top 10, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. 100 career rushing touchdowns, add another 12 receiving. He uh, hold, he held the record for one season for most touchdowns in a season before, you know, LT broke it the next year. But a uh, phenomenal player for a very long, well, not very long time. He had a decent career. Uh, he's got out to a slow start, picked it up, 
and then uh, kind of just fell off the face of the earth after after his like MVP season. So yeah, he's a tale of a guy. You know, you ask yourself when you look at his career numbers, they were fantastic. But his his peak prime years were about as good as anyone ever had yeah. in the NFL. It was just that, like you said, he kind of fell off a cliff after that, right? And was a bit of a slow starter. So you know, it's not looking like very likely that he'd end up being a Hall of Famer at this point. But uh, what an awesome career he had! And that watching him in those prime years was was incredible. Yeah, um, it was. It was fun to watch. I, I remember liking him coming out of Alabama. He's one of the reasons that. I've always kind of followed since then the Alabama program. I'm not huge into roll college tide. football, but yeah, man, roll tide. If I if I had to pick a team that you know that I that I do follow, it is Alabama, and Sean Alexander is the reason why I liked him coming out of college, uh, and then his career with the Seahawks was was amazing. So, just one of my favorite guys right there. So the next five on the list: Sylvester Moore's wide receiver going to Kansas City. We had Chris McIntosh tackle go to Seattle. Carolina selected defensive back Rashad Anderson. San Francisco goes Ahmad Plummer, defensive back. And then Minnesota defensive tackle Chris Hoven. Thoughts on those picks there? Well, this is the first little section where we had nobody to even make a Pro Bowl. Uh, when I when I went back to look through it, I was kind of surprised about Chris Hovan because I think he was probably the best player uh, of that little bunch. Um, I don't know much about Chris McIntosh, so I'm assuming uh, he he kind of busted out. He played two seasons. Yeah, that's that's, that's about what I would have thought because I, I didn't know much about him at all. Uh, um, of Anderson and Plummer. Um, Again, not not much I'm knowing about those two guys. Uh, they certainly aren't household names. And uh, again, they'd go for me in the category of bust. Chris Hoven made second team all pro one season, but never made the Pro Bowl. I was kind of yeah. like, I was like, damn, how does that work? Yeah. yeah. Hoven, he was definitely the standout there. I'm not sure how that would have happened either. But um, I was shocked to see that he wasn't a Pro Bowl. Because he, he of all these guys on that of, of those five. Uh, certainly had the best career. Uh, was a great player for for quite a while. With the yeah, Vikings. very solid. He was definitely very solid. And then also went to Tampa Bay. Had a nice little resurgent, yep. uh, run stuffing yep. career in Tampa Bay. Yep. Second half. All right, and then let's go ahead and round up the last of these uh, these six picks here. Ed. Okay. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll just run through all the rest of them here. The Buffalo Bills select Eric Flowers, uh, the defensive end. Uh, at 27, the Jets go with Anthony Becht. We talked a little bit about him. At 28, the Colts go Rob Morris, linebacker out of BYU. The Jags select R.J. Soward, wide receiver. The Tennessee Titans, Keith Bullock, linebacker out of Syracuse. And the final pick of the first round of the 2000 NFL Draft was the St. Louis Rams going at Trung Candidate, running back out of Arizona. I used to always call him Thug, Thug Candidate. Thug Candidate? Yeah, I always thought it was like Thug Candidate. And I just remember always uh, when I played with the Redskins, put him at kick return because he was just fast as shit. Yeah, he was. When I was playing Madden. These names, I remember Anthony Beck. A little bit. Uh, he lasted 11 seasons in the NFL. He wasn't necessarily like, the, you know, one of the premier tight ends when he was playing. But, you know, 21 touchdowns receiving over his career over 11 seasons. Mostly a career backup. But uh, he stayed around for a long time. He had a very long career. Obviously, the name that stands out uh, from those last six picks is Keith Bullock. Uh, just a beast of a linebacker in his 11 seasons in Tennessee. He, he literally, they plugged him right in at weak side linebacker. And he just fucking wrecked havoc. I remember... Uh, going against these guys, you know, Baltimore and Tennessee had that rivalry. And uh, Bullock, man, he 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 had some games against us. Uh, I remember the playoff loss that we had in 2003 against them. He was fucking us up. 
bad, like all over yeah. the field. Jamal Lewis couldn't do shit. This is Jamal Lewis' 2,000-yard season. Really? Yeah, couldn't do nothing. Like wow. that Tennessee defense was um, was definitely very solid, and he was the – the uh the the leader the leader of that defense for the last for that that 11 year stretch yeah he was just one of those underrated guys um you know very much in the vein of uh guys you don't talk about not flashy the accounts that i've heard too when as i was kind of doing some research myself they said just awesome leader awesome guy and uh certainly worthy of uh of a higher pick even than where he was drafted uh late in the first that's a fact man all right, so that was the full first round of the uh, 2000 draft, the original picks, I should say. This draft class was definitely deeper, though, because you had a lot of guys in the second, third, uh, fucking sixth round that made key contributions. You had some very good undrafted players that had very good careers, and I actually have a few of those players in my big board as we go through these picks. I know one of those names you're going to recognize when I say it, um, playing for your guys, your Miami Dolphins. But... um. Yeah, man. Overall, that that was the full draft class. Uh, let's say let's you know you want to take a break right here, and then when we come back, we can go ahead and continue forward with uh, doing our actual redraft. Sounds good to me, man. All right, man. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Just a friendly reminder to let you know that this podcast you're listening to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where you can go to the website pushstartmedianetwork.com to find tons and tons of great content, guys. I'm telling you, our podcast is on there. The one that you're listening to right now, Sports Your Enthusiasm. You have the Push Start podcast, originally hosted by Christian Ham and Caddy. They have another podcast, To Be Continued. Check that one out. There's literally a podcast about Power Rangers, Ed. It's, it's anything you could look for. Uh, when I first heard about it, that we were going to be included in this great Push Start Media Network, I had to check it out for myself. I went, I took a look, uh, and the content on there is incredible. Everything you're going to listen to, you're going to love it. I'd recommend checking it out as soon as you're done listening to us. Check, you heard the man. Do it as soon as you're done listening to this episode. PushStartMediaNetwork.com. Tons of great content, tons of podcasts, music, music videos, everything that you're looking for, all on one website. Once again, pushstartmedianetwork.com. Check out the website and back to your show. All right, so we're back. We're going to go ahead and kick this thing off. And uh, we're going to start off with the first overall pick. Ed, I'm giving the honor to you to make the Cleveland selection number one overall. And um, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who's going to be going in this pick here. You know, there's no, there's no need to guess. There's no need to use all 10 minutes of your time. To select this pick, man. Unless you want to surprise us, unless you want to go somewhere, unless you want to go John Abraham, number one overall. Nope, I'm, I'm running right to the podium. <laughs> this is an easy one. Obviously, the correct answer is Spurgeon Win, the All Pro. Boom. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me roll that back. Let me uh, roll that back. All right, hold on. There might, there might have been one better in there. Uh, I think I'm going to go Mr. Tom Brady. Uh, I don't love the guy. He's been in dominating the same division of uh, my two favorite teams, that being, of course, the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. He always came off as kind of smug, kind of pretentious. He's got that little butt chin thing going on. Mm -hmm. He's had different hairstyles. I didn't like any of them. But when it comes to football, I mean, man, there's nobody better. So got to go Tom Brady, number one, to Cleveland. Ugh! Imagine, imagine the change in the franchise that would have been if uh, Tom Brady is what he is. I'd be sick to them. my I'd be sick to my goddamn stomach because we'll be in a, a, in the division stuck with them. Although 
we handled Brady pretty well when we played against him in New England. We wasn't we didn't fear him. So well, you guys always had you guys always had what Brady's secret weakness was. You know, you could put really fast pressure on him. That's yeah. how he lost Super Bowls to the Giants, uh, and that's how you guys were able to handle him a little bit was that quick pass rush. Yeah, that's a fact. So man, you got me you got me rethinking this pick now. I'm not <laughs> sure he was that great after all. I mean, it's really not much to talk about. He's the goat, six time Super Bowl champion, four time Super Bowl MVP, fourteen time Pro Bowl selection, three time All Pro. Uh, first team all pro, two time second team all pro, two time offensive player of the year, four time passing touchdown leader. What else is there to say? He's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. He goes number one overall in any draft class in NFL history, period. Simple as that. Number two overall goes to me, the Washington Redskins, first of their two first round picks back to back. And their original pick was LeVar Arrington. It's not going to be the pick this time around. Because there was a better linebacker in his draft class, and I'm going to select him. Brian Erlacher, linebacker, New Mexico. What more do we need to say, man? Hall of Fame linebacker. Was it four-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, over a thousand tackles? I mean, when you when you think about the 2000s and you think about the linebacker position, there was two guys that came to mind. You had Ray Lewis. You had Brian Erlacher. 1A, 1B, rank them however you want to rank them. Brian Erlacher was a monster for Chicago for for however many, what, 12 years, 11 years that he played. Now, in this redraft, he's going to the Capitol. He's going to be dominating in D.C., wearing that nice crimson red and, you know, fucking racist-ass team. But (laughs) (sighs) whatever. Brian Erlacher to the Washington Redskins, number two overall. Book it. Hall of Fame linebacker. Not much more else to say. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. So I get I get to follow up with Washington, right? You don't get all the Washington picks nope, now, right? No, you got the next I Washington got the next pick. One. Yes, sir. All right, cool. So that works out for me. Um, I like that a lot. Um, so let's talk about what they actually did here. They actually took Chris Samuels, the offensive tackle. Yes, who sir. Who turned out, turned out to be just fine. Nothing wrong with that guy. But since you just took Brian Erlacher, I, I was coming in with a linebacker as well, so I'm going to change that up a little bit okay. on, on the fly here. That's, okay. the, that's the fun part about this. You steal, you steal my guys. So... Um, what they're actually going to do now, I think we're just going to build a dominant defense. Oh, shit. Lockdown. I think I'm going to go John Abraham. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to go John Abraham, the, the, the defensive lineman. Um, John Abraham, kind of an underrated guy, had a, had a great long career, multiple time pro bowler. Um, he had something like nine or 10 sacks in eight or nine different seasons. Uh, he was a pro bowler by his second season. So this is a guy that I think absolutely uh, should be going next. That is John Abraham. And you pair him with Erlacher. Man, that's that's a dominant that's, front that's seven right there, That's a nice little man. start right there, man. John I, I kind of like how that looks. Career 133 and a half sacks, man. If he's not into the Hall of Fame, when, when, he's, when his eligibility comes and he's not inducted into the Hall of Fame, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with people. Because the man was a dominant pass rusher for, what, how many seasons did he play? Like, literally all the I way think, up until the end. He was like, like, yeah, he was really good. I think yes. he played like 15 seasons and was he was great right up until the very end. Even I think he finished out with uh, Arizona. If I'm yeah, not he finished out with Arizona. Yeah. He dominated with the New York Jets, went to Atlanta, dominated with the Falcons, and then went to the Cardinals for a couple of seasons and was a very serviceable third-down third pass rusher. Like, you got it. Pass rushers are a premium position. You get a chance to take a dominant one early, you got to go with it. My, my notes say that he was still a pro bowler in 2013. So on top of his game, still 13 years later, this is a guy 
especially paired with Brian Urlacher here. This might be throwing off all of my plans uh, for later for some of these other teams, but I just I just think that would be a sick front to start with uh, Urlacher. No, that's and, an excellent pick, Abraham. man. I like, I like that it. pick a lot. I actually had John Abraham third on my board, so that fell right in, right in line. So, uh, yeah, my top, three, my top three picks are gone so far. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. All right. All right, so number four, Cincinnati Bengals. Original pick was Peter Warwick, wide receiver. Of course, he's not going to be the pick this time around. They're going to be getting Chad Johnson a little bit later, and that's going to be actually the next edition, 2001 draft. Nice. So actually, maybe they not, not nice, maybe they nice. won't get him. But in this draft, we're going to we're going different. Uh, the number four player on my board, he's going number four overall to Cincinnati. That is going to be Chris Samuels, offensive tackle out of Alabama. Now. The one thing about Chris Samuels is, is I think he gets kind of lost in the shuffle when it comes to the dominant tackles in the 2000s because you had the three. You had the big three in Walter Jones, Jonathan Ogden, and then also Orlando Pace. Chris Samuels was one of the better offensive tackles during his tenure in the, with the Washington Redskins. And a lot of people don't remember this, but the men played 10 seasons and in those 10 seasons made six Pro Bowls. Very, very solid tackle. You want somebody protecting your blind side. I'm not sure who Cincinnati had at that point at left tackle or at right tackle, but either way, plug them on somewhere in the line. You just fix your offensive line there. You just upgraded. You just upgraded your position there by drafting this guy. He's going to be a cornerstone on that on that offensive line for t- literally ten straight years. And I um, ain't much more else to say about that pick for me. Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, he was in my top 10 for sure. So another one I'm scratching off the paper here. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, your Baltimore Ravens. So I don't know if you did any research to see that these guys were to fall to an odd pick, fall to me. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I kind of was curious what you was going to do with this pick. Can't believe that you you let me take these guys. But, uh, but I get so, to pick for them at 10. I get to pick for them at 10. Okay. All right. Well, Wait, we can't trade out, right? No trades? Nope, no trades. No tradesies? No gives-ies, backsies? None of that pick stuff? pick how it is, baby. All right, all right, all right. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, so what they actually did was went Jamal Lewis. And at the time, uh, this was a period in the NFL you know, where I think taking a dominant running back was okay. I think the league since then has shifted away from the power running backs. But, I mean, back then you think about it, you had guys like um, – LaDainian Tomlinson, Jamal Lewis, who they took with this selection, Sean Alexander, Terrell Davis. I mean, there were, you could go on and on and on about all the great running backs that were bell cow running backs that could carry the rock, um, you know, 20, 25 times a game, over 300 carries in a season. And I think uh, if we're drafting in 2000, looking back, Jamal Lewis, a fine pick, great long career. But here, I'm sticking with running back. I'm going with somebody different, though. They're getting my man, Sean Alexander. Love it. If I didn't end up with him in the top five, uh, I had to. I almost took him number one with Cleveland just because that's my guy, but obviously you got to go with the GOAT. But Sean Alexander, amazing career, great player. Uh, We talked about him. We talked about him. We was breaking it down. Uh, Over 100 career rushing touchdowns, multiple 1,000-yard seasons, NFL MVP. Yep. What else is there to say? Top five. The man was a dominant running back in 2000 in his prime, in his peak there's not too many running backs that was better than him. That's an excellent pick. I love it. Here we go. All right. Awesome. Uh, moving on. Number six, Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Originally, they went Corey Simon. This time around, it is going to be a little bit different. Now, Ed, let me ask you a question. When you think Eagles defense, what usually comes to mind first? First thing that pops in my head, uh, even though he kind of had a split career, the first thing that I think of is Reggie White. 
that's the guy that leaps out to me, uh, the defensive okay. end. He had a long career with uh, the Packers, obviously, also. But just for me, uh, for whatever reason, he pops out. And then Brian Dawkins. That's the two guys that come to my mind. Just Dawkins just laying people out with that cool visor. Mm-hmm. And Reggie White tearing up the, the front seven. Okay. That's my guys. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to so stick it a little bit different. So for me, since watching football, since I became like an actual nerd with football, um, the Eagles has always had three very, very good cornerbacks. Okay. Like cool. since like the early 2000s until like the 2004. 14, 15 season, they always had three really good cornerbacks. Like, okay. usually a pro bowler somewhere, usually possibly two pro bowlers. You got the Sheldon Brown, Lito Shepard, Bobby Taylor combination. You had the Ashante Samuel, uh, Nandi Asamwa, Dominique Rogers Cromartie com- uh, trio there. Now, we're going to continue this tradition, and I'm going Delta O'Neill. Oh, okay. Sixth overall pick. Okay, that's now, cool. I had him seventh on my board, so I'm kind of breaking away from him a little bit, but. Knowing how the Eagles draft, knowing how they value their their defensive backs, um, Delta O'Neal would have fit right in with that system there. Ball hawking cornerback. He had multiple seasons where he had one season, I think it was his rookie's year, he had nine interceptions, and then he had another season in Cincinnati where he had like ten. Um, just a, a, a shutdown cornerback that didn't get a lot of love from what I remember. Like I remember like the, the big talk was always about Champ Bailey and Chris McAllister and uh, never really heard Dutzel O'Neill's name mentioned among those names, but you look at his numbers, the man put up phenomenal numbers, and I think he would be a great addition to that Eagles secondary, especially with a guy like Brian, da- Brian Dawkins back there, and then also uh, Troy Vincent. Whew, that could have been the Legion of Boom before the Legion of Boom. Exactly. That's pretty sick, man. That's a, that's a nice idea. I like I like coming at these things with with slightly different strategies, right? Like, um, you know, kind of either with certain teams. I feel like as I was putting this together, I was thinking about guys that, man, they should have done this and they should have gone this direction. Other times, you're drafting guys that, hey, this direction kind of worked out well. I'm going to stick with it, but I'm going to take this player instead. Right. It's a, a lot of fun looking at this, man. If I told it, you this is going to be a know, good time doing this, man. Anybody listening, I, I would highly recommend you know diving back in, looking at these drafts. It's it's a lot of fun, man. I'm loving it. So um, Arizona. The Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. Yep. The, the reason that um, I was kind of talking about that is because um, Arizona's actual pick here was Thomas Jones at running back. Mm-hmm. We talked about him. Fine player. Not a fine player with Arizona, right? But later in his career, went on to do some things with Chicago and even with the Jets, right? Uh, later on, ended up being a Pro Bowler. So I'm going to go in a little bit different direction for them. Um, something that, in my recollection, right, as I'm looking back, something that the Cardinals never really had, which was that dominant linebacker who could stop the run. Um, he's playing three downs, uh, and I'm going with Keith Bullock. Ooh, uh, Ke- Keith like Bullock. That. Keith Bullock in talent, I think you know. Might have been up there with some of the guys we're talking about. I think Keith Bullock steal at number seven for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, And when I was putting this together, I had some trouble coming up with, you know, I think if you were to do a quick Google search of dominant Cardinals linebackers, uh, you'd have some trouble on that list there. So we're we're changing the the history of the franchise here. We're going Keith Bullock. I like that pick a lot, man. That was uh, solid. Um, I had him 10th on my board there, so he's right in that top 10 frame. Uh, Excellent pick. I like it. Um, all right, number eight, you're giving me the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the prominent rival of my Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to go ahead and draft, uh, draft fucking Chris Redmond for them. Fuck them. Fuck the Steelers. <laughs> I see what you're doing yep, there. We're going to set them up for fucking failure for the next fucking 20 years. Nice. Fucks. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Um, I'm going to do a smart pick here. And uh, thank you for this. I, I actually appreciate you kind of leaving me this, this guy. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. One thing about their defense that we know. 
their fucking linebackers are always terrific. You go back, you look back at the Joey Porters of the world, uh, Clark Hagens, who's actually was in this draft. He's on my board, by the way. Um, the 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 Tim, uh, what's his name? Shit, Larry Foot, James Harrison, um, 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 uh, Farrier, James Farrier. They always had very good linebackers. The tradition continues now. LeVar Arrington, okay, Penn State linebacker. Now, LeVar Arrington was one of those players at his peak. There wasn't too many linebackers at um, from the weak side position that was better than him. Um, he never made an all-pro team, surprisingly, which I think is kind of bullshit. But when he was in his prime, when he was locked in, before the injuries started to kick in and, and hampered his career, it was – he. I mean, I really couldn't think of a better linebacker at the weak side position than him. He's flying around, making plays, uh, very good in coverage, stopping the run, blitzing, very solid linebacker. And uh, he's going to Pittsburgh. He's going to continue that dominant linebacker tradition there. Okay. Also, little side note, uh, he is from Pittsburgh. So I don't know if you knew ah, that or not. But yeah, and they, they, they go to Penn State. Yeah. 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 So he went to Penn State. Uh, that's, a, that's a really cool little way that that played out there. Uh, the only reason I know that he's from Pittsburgh, here's a funny story about LeVar Arrington. Uh, this was back when they started doing those little interviews before the game. Yeah. Where they would have the little interviews. They'd put them in a little circle. Yeah. The guy's facing the circle. And they do a little interview I while the those. game's going on. And they would ask like these little goofy personal questions to get you to try to 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 get to know the players. Um, but I sincerely remember Levar Arrington saying they asked him what type of music he was into, and uh, he he had a really funny answer. He was like, "Come on, man, I'm from the Steel City, rock baby," and I, I'll never forget that. So that that locks up in my head that Levar Arrington was from Pittsburgh. Didn't even have to look that one up. I promise you. So it's pretty sweet that he ended up going to Pittsburgh yeah. in our in our little mock draft here. So loving it, man. All right, we got Chicago up next. Okay, so Chicago, uh, their original pick, one of the Hall of Famers, the the only official Hall of Famer, uh, you know, so far, obviously, we you know, Brady's, right, Brady's right. going to get the there. The one that actually got his gold jacket on right now. The one wearing, sitting at home in his footsie pajamas and his gold jacket, Brian Erlacher. Oh, he's, right? he's butt-ass naked with that jacket on, man. That's it? You got to be. You at home just the jacket. with the gold jacket, you got to be butt-ass naked. So it's like Hefner's robe, just the Facts. jacket. Sick. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so for me... Uh, you know, I, I've gone a different direction for a couple of the picks here. Um, but with this one, I think I'm going to stick with linebacker as well. Because for me, you know, there's there's still a couple others. It was a deep linebacker draft. But for me, there's one standout here that uh, that just has to go at this point. Because if he falls any deeper, we're, we're getting to a different tier of linebackers for me. And, and that's uh, Julian Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julian Peterson originally went at 16 uh, out of Michigan State. Uh, but this was a guy that... Um, I mean, just widely considered one of the absolute best players in the NFL um, for his peak years. Uh, amazing player, uh, edge rusher, uh, could also play the run. Uh, just, a, just a great player. Uh, easy pick for me, Julian Peterson. Julian Peterson had a very interesting career because when he was in San Francisco, he was more of that weak side linebacker, uh, put him behind a big defensive lineman, let him chase down and run it back. And then he got hurt. Went to Seattle and became a very good pass rusher. Yep. He had a 10-sack seasons. I think he had a couple of multi yeah. um, uh, double-digit sack seasons. Yeah, you're right, because he was he was more of a player that you know, could drop back into coverage. Right. A little bit more of an all-around player right. early in his career. And then after injuries hampered him, interesting guy, because he, he turned his whole the whole focus of his career around ended up being a very good edge rusher. Right. Uh, so just a, just a great player there. He fit in my top 10 on the board. And, and again, when you're looking at these things, it's like... You know, if this is real and this is a real draft, that's why I love that we're going back and forth with yeah. this. Like, if 
from there, I think this is where the tier of linebackers drops off. So I uh, had to sneak him in there, even though I have a couple guys that I think might have been all around better players still that are still out there. Um, I'm taking Julian Peterson. With I this like one. that pick, man. That's an excellent pick. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, you know, they they would prefer Brian Urlacher, but he's gone number right. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Julian Peterson, uh, I mean, if he stays healthy, you know, if he can remain healthy, that's not a bad consolation prize. You know, you can't be too upset with that. Absolutely. All right. Um, by the way, I had a number nine on my board. So, oh, boom. Fell right that. in line there. Boom. I Nailed like it. it. All right. <clears throat> so, number 10. I got my Baltimore Ravens. Number 10 overall. So, uh, Ed, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm going to reach a little bit here. Okay. Okay. That's okay. I'm going to ask you a question before I announce my selection. Okay. All right. What was the one position that held the Ravens back from potentially winning multiple Super Bowls with that dominant defense? The position that held them back, if anything, would be... Maybe offensive line? No, sir. No? Quarterback. Quarterback, really? Oh, I guess I guess you could say that, yeah. So think about it. Baltimore... So you're this, not saying that Trent Dilfer is a, is a great quarterback? We won a Super Bowl with fucking Trent Dilfer. You won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco? We won, don't, don't, don't disrespect my guy like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> there was so many seasons where this Baltimore Ravens team had dominant defenses led by Ray Lewis... Um, obviously the year 2000, we won the Super Bowl, so I'm not too mad at that, but at the same time, there was a lot of prime Ray Lewis career years wasted on very, very bad quarterbacks, Okay, ranging from Trent Dilfer, ranging from Elvis Gerbag, ranging from Kyle Bowler, Kyle, I should have been a bowler, <laughs> Anthony Wright, that was my man, but not that good. Okay. All the way up until we finally had Joe Flacco to kind of stabilize that position and now obviously Lamar Jackson. So, to kind of stabilize that position now and give my Baltimore Ravens more of a chance to win more Super Bowls, number 14 on my board, I'm going Mark Bolger. Okay. Quarterback, West Virginia. Mark Bolger had a very successful career taking over for Kurt Warner in that St. Louis Rams offense. Now, the thing that made me a little bit skeptical on it was, A, he has some very great weapons with his time in St. Louis. Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce, and then Steven Jackson, or Marshall Falk, then Steven Jackson in your backfield at that point in time. And then they also had a pretty good offensive line as well. He has some weapons. Yeah. Baltimore, we don't have those same type of weapons, but in this, in this, in this new world, in this, uh, in this uh, 2000 draft that we're doing, you drafted my boy Sean Alexander to us. Now I'm going to give them the quarterback and Mark Bolger. And uh, I think this sets up my Baltimore Ravens to be able to compete for multiple Super Bowls now. There's no more having a lagging quarterback. He's a, we have an actual quarterback that can go out and make plays. Um, hopefully they're smart enough to surround him with some weapons in the future. And uh, I think we will see Baltimore win potentially another one, maybe two more Super Bowls within that two-year and that uh, ten-year span. There, okay. I like. I, hey, nothing wrong with that. And I'll tell you, you know the Ravens better than anybody, so uh, I'll, I'll give it to you, man. Uh, Bolger was good. My favorite little Bolger story was uh, Chris Berman. Uh, always used to when he was doing his little highlight show or the fastest two or three minutes in television, he would always sing along with the uh, Wizard of Oz because Ray Bolger was the guy that played the Scarecrow. Ah. So he would always do his little highlights from Mark Bolger in the tune of the songs from, from Wizard of Oz. So, I like it. So you get that along with it as well. You get some fun highlights from from Mr. Berman. I so, respect it. Shout out I'll to take it, man. That's, our, that's certainly our first reach. 
I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. But, so you went drafting by need there. I did go by Ooh. need. I did go, but at the same Ooh. time, it's it's a very solid need. Like he's a good quarterback. You know, he's not Tom Brady, obviously, but he's a he had a very solid quarterback. He actually played for Baltimore. He's a backer for Joe Flacco for a season. Okay, but um. You know, I just think that he just kind of stabilizes that quarterback position. And I think he would lead up until we draft Flacco in 2008, you know? The good news is it's it's a, it's up and over Travis Taylor. So you've done good work there. <laughs> so either way, I don't Fucking think you could have gone Travis wrong there. Travis Taylor, man. So I, was watching a video, right. I was watching a YouTube video of him uh, before we started this. And uh, when he got drafted, the first thing he did was take out a loan for like $400,000 and it just like blew it all. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah that sounds right. <laughs> I don't know that that sounds right, but that sounds right to me. For some, reason, for some reason, that sounds right to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Poor guy. I love it. Poor guy. All right, man. What we got up next? The New York football giants. Yes, sir. So uh, for whatever reason, as I went through this in my brain, okay, and, he, and we still have a great guy sitting there, so it works out for me. Um, for whatever reason, like when I look at a team's need at running back, I'm like, yeah, they, they kind of needed one back then, right? So uh, the Giants went with Ron Dane. Um, little did they know that in our redraft scenario here that Jamal Lewis would be available. Woo! So, I mean, man, Jamal Lewis at 11 can't really go wrong there. Uh, you know, if they were looking for a bruising type running back and, uh, you know, Tiki Barber, uh, Jamal Lewis, whoo. Man, before you had to pay either of them big bucks, that is a nasty little combo there. Uh, you know, they might not have known, you know, when they were looking for a pounding type player, what Jamal Lewis was going to turn into. And you could say, all right, they've already got great players there, but uh, I'm sticking with running back and Jamal Lewis at this point, too good to pass up on at number 11. That's what I'm taking. I love that pick, man. Jamal Lewis, one of only six running backs to rush for over 2,000 yards in a season. One of your, he was probably uh, one of the most recognizable power backs during that 2000 span. Um, just brute force, downhill, down your fucking throat. He had over 500 yards rushing on the Cleveland Browns team in that 2000 uh, yard season. Okay. Like 500 yards on one team. That's crazy. Like in two games. So like e- that's so, ridiculous. So even if you take that out, right? Here's the thing. Like so you could say, oh, well, he just had two big games against the, that team. <laughs> he still had 1,500 yards rushing. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Jamal Lewis, absolutely. Browns beast. are so shitty. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're so shitty. It's like there's always that statistic on what somebody does to the Cleveland Browns, right? They're so bad. Oh, man. They're so bad. Brutal. We're helping you out today, Cleveland yeah. fans. We yeah, got man. to Tom Brady in this we, redraft. We changed the whole destiny of the franchise today. But I do like that pick, man. A Tiki Barber, Jamal Lewis combination in that backfield. That is scary as shit. It's too much. It's too much to handle, man. I like that. All right. So I got the uh the New York football Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Their first pick here in the first round. Uh number 12 overall. Originally they went Sean Ellis with this pick. And you know what? They're not going with that pick. They're actually going to go with a player I felt that had a better career than Sean Ellis. Now, Ed, I'm going to play this name for you because I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm going to have my computer help me out here. Okay. Computer, announce the pick. With the 12th overall pick, the New York Jets select. Kabir Baja Biamilla. Boom. Wow. Defensive end. Okay. Kabir Baja Biamilla, Green Bay, former Green Bay Packer at this point. A uh, very, very solid career for the Green Bay Packers. Had over 75 career sacks for them. And uh, Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer. Multiple seasons where he was uh, uh, collecting double-digit sacks. And then, he I mean, he just wrecked havoc. Like, the man wrecked havoc 
when he was on that team. Um, went in the sixth round originally. Was a sixth round? Was a sixth round pick? Um, fifth round pick. Hold on, let me make sure I got this correct. I think he was a fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken. But in this draft class, he's going 12th overall. Man, Kabir Baha Biamila, defensive end. He's going to be the new pass rusher. They can't get their hands on John Abram, uh, Abraham. So they're going to go with the, with the next best thing here. My man Kabir. Okay. I like that. I like that. He certainly has the most fun name so far. That shit is tough. I was practicing how to say it. I was like, you know, I'm just going to let the computer play it. That's 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 a good way to do it, man. You like that? I think. Boom. Look at that. There he is. I think his brother, Akbar, uh, was also an NFL player. Yeah, he was. And then one of those two guys is the American Ninja Warrior guy now, right? Is that yeah. Akbar? Or Akbar. Akbar. Akbar is the American Ninja Warrior guy now? I would have drafted him right there. Get that Ninja Warrior guy on your team, man. Shit. He was not as good of a football player as his brother. I'll tell you that. I'd say. Kabir was the football dominant brother. Okay. Okay. Um, so interesting here. I, f- I find myself at 13 now, right? Mm-hmm. This okay. is another, the, the second of the four New York Jets picks. Okay. So I feel like this is, this is kind, of, kind of cheating, right? Because you, you took a defensive lineman here. Okay, they originally went with um, Sean Ellis and Abraham, and the next guy up for me would have been would have been Sean Ellis here. I feel like okay. So I'm thinking about going a little bit different direction because those those are edge rush type guys. So I think what I'm gonna do, I still I'm still gonna go with that. We're, we're gonna build a dominant defensive line for them, but I think instead I'm gonna go Corey Simon. Ooh, uh, I like that. He's gonna come here. Okay, and here's why: he's not gonna get hurt. He got hurt in Philly. We're going to rewrite history. He's coming to New York. Okay. He's not going to get hurt in New York. Of course not. Because, right, it's changing the course of his career. He got hurt in Philly. He wouldn't have been in the same position. He's going to stay healthy, and he's going to be nasty for years to come. Right along your boy, Kamir. How's that sound? I like it, man. Like, we talked about it when we when we was going over the draft picks, the original selections. He was a dominant defensive tackle his first uh, three, four years in the league before injury started to, uh, to render his ability. Um, if he stays healthy, we we might be talking about him having a Hall of Fame type career. That's how good this guy was before injuries kicked in. I like that pick though, man. You if you're the New York Jets, you have uh, Kabir, and then you go Corey Simon with the next pick. It's not as good as John Abraham and then Ellis, but it's pretty solid still. That's and, a pretty he, solid pick. And here's the thing: I was thinking about going Ellis, but I thought, how boring would it be? If I just put the same guy back on the same team, right? We're trying to re- redraft this yeah, thing up. So I reached so out to Corey Simon and. But uh, I'd have to imagine now I'm going to have to do some scrambling here because Ellis is falling down the board, man. So we'll see where he, see where he lands. Okay. Um, all right. So next up, we got 14 Green Bay. Uh, the original pick for Green Bay in this selection was Bubba Franks, the tight end. Um, spoiler alert. I'm not going Bubba Franks with this pick. However... I am going to go with a Green Bay pick because they drafted this guy in the second round. Uh, out of Tennessee, Chad Clifton, offensive tackle. Okay. All right. I like it. Now, real quick about this guy. He was drafted in the second round by Green Bay. All right. He played on the left side of that line. He was the blind side protector for Brett Favre and then also Aaron Rodgers for 12 seasons. Made two Pro Bowls in that span and then also was a part of that Green Bay Super Bowl team that defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers. You get yourself a blind a blind side protector in the first round, and he was a very stable force. Is able to solidify that offensive line. I love my big uglies up front. I'm a big believer that you build your foundation of your team in the trenches, and uh, 
Green Bay, man, I think they're going to love this guy. He's a big uh, – where's he from? Hold on one second. Where's he from? Let me find that real quick. Tennessee. I mean, he fits right into that Green Bay mode. Why not? Boom. Chad cool, Clifton, offensive tackle. He's all yours. Locked him up. That's Is that our first? Nope. We had, we had Samuels go in front of him, right? Yep. And so, okay. So, second offensive lineman off the board at 14. He was number eight on my board, by the way. Okay. So, so I'm, you, I'm stoked to okay. get him at 14. Okay. That sounds like uh, – Sounds like you know what you're talking about then. Um, okay, so I'm up next, right? We got Denver here. Denver, baby. Denver at 15. Denver actually went Delta O'Neal. We talked a lot about him. Uh, great player. Um, you had him coming off of our board at number six to Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, big jump for Delta. So so that's pretty cool. Um, so here, you know, I'm going to stick with defense, but I'm going to go with my guy, Sean Ellis. Um, I, I, you know, uh, you know, Denver uh, definitely has built defenses over the over the last few years that have been really good. I feel like since John Elway, where their teams were dominated by good offense, the, the last, you know, especially 10 to 15 years for me, the story of of Denver has been their defense. And uh, I'm going to start here again with with Sean Ellis at, at 15. I like this pick a lot. Um, Denver, one thing that they that a lot of people don't remember is that they had a pretty good pass rusher with uh, Trevor Price. When uh, he was in his prime, very solid defensive end prospect, okay. and um, he produced a lot of sacks for them. Now you get a chance to pair Trevor Price with Sean Ellis. That makes a very formidable defensive line right there. I like that pick a lot. Cool. All right. Uh, moving on, the number sixteen. I have what the San Francisco 49ers. Originally, they had Julian Peterson fall to them. Unfortunately, in this redraft, they don't have the luxury of that player being there. Um. Hmm. Let me see. Let me take a look at my big board real quick. I'm not sure what needs that they may have, but like I said, I'm a big fan of the big uglies. You got to protect your quarterback. At that point, they had Jeff Garcia, Terrell Owens as their, you know, the two primary weapons offensively. It was a Harrison Gerst. Was he their running back at that point in time? Garrison Hurst. Garrison Hurst. I yep. said it backwards. Yep. <laughs> Harrison Gerst. Right. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with offensive tackle again. This time it's going to be Marvell Smith oh. out of Arizona State. Oh, you're killing me. Oh, yeah. Uh, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Well, yeah, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Solid offensive tackle, blind side protector for the Pittsburgh Steelers for about good, what, 11 seasons there. Uh, made a pro bowler. Originally was a second-round pick. And uh, played nine seasons, excuse me, and was a part of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl team there. So he does have a Super Bowl championship on his resume. Solid pick, solid player, solidifies that offensive line again. And, um, yeah, they're going to keep that San Fran train rolling, baby. Yeah, he was great, man. He was the next offensive lineman on my board. That's why I said you're killing me. Uh, I think that's a great pick. A uh, lot of years, lot of lot of steadiness that he brought to whatever offensive line he was on. Uh, so no no arguments with that one, man. A uh, very good pick uh, for me. Please tell me you take a Jindikowski here. No, 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 no. Please tell no. me you take a Jindikowski for Oakland. But I'm doing something else that's okay. really fun, though. All right? So, Oakland, I'm going to do some real, real Oakland shit right here. Okay. Okay, so they went with a kicker, Seabass. Okay? I'm sticking with kicker, but I'm going with a different one. You really? Shane Leckler. Wow. We're doing it. He is the Sebastian Janikowski of punters. He was around for a million years. Multiple time pro bowler. This is my list. I wouldn't do this in real life, but they fell to me. I got Oakland. Shane Leckler. We're doing it. 
you think about this that pick, man. Like, think about this draft overall. So they draft Jenikowski first round, their kicker, and they draft Shane Lecker in the fifth round, their punter. So they solidify their special teams units for the next 10 years with those two picks in that draft. Shane Lecker had a better career than Jenikowski. He did. He was a what, a six-time all-pro? Like a fucking 20-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, man. Him he was there every year. He's one of the best punters ever. Absolutely in history. He might be the best punter ever. Like, so, legit. So when you get the best player at your position ever, and you can have some fun and make fun of Oakland at the same time for doing goofy shit, you go Shane Leckler at 17. You just do it. I'm with it. I, I respect it, man. Yes. I respect it. Shane yes. Leckler, Texas A&M punter, first-round pick. Is he the first punter ever to go first round? Shit, probably. He might be. We're going to book it. Fuck it. In this draft class, he is. He is. Shout 2000. out to Shane Lecter. All right. Um, Who I got up next? Oh, okay. Back to the New York Jets. You know what? I'm building a fucking dynasty for these Jets, man. They're not going to get their asses kicked by the Patriots for the next 20 years. They're okay. actually going to be competitive in this AFC. Well, at this point, yes, yeah, the AFC East is still at this point. Um, So I'm looking at my big board here, and I look at the past picks for them. So we have them selecting Kabir and then also Corey Simon. So they go defense, defense. Okay. Um, You know what? We're going to continue on with defense. And okay. this was the name I was uh, I was going to mention to you, Ed. I kind of pretty I'm pretty sure you're going to recognize him when I say it. Okay. He was a very good pass rusher who actually went undrafted in this draft class, but he goes from undrafted to the number 18 pick in this redraft. I'm going with Adewale Agunlie. Okay. Defensive end, Indiana. All right. Over 70 careers, 60, 60 over 65 career sacks in uh, for his career. A uh, very good pass rusher for the Miami Dolphins. Very good pass rusher for the St. Louis Rams when he in his tenure there. Um, always a solid player. The only blip on his resume, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he got into a manslaughter incident in which he killed a man driving. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that. I believe that's what happened. I'm don't okay. don't quote me on that one. But if I remember correctly, I'm not quoting. I, I believe that's what happened. But um, nonetheless, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and select him. He was an excellent player during his time in the NFL, and then um, we're gonna go ahead and build up a dominant dominant front seven, well front four for this New York Jets football team to go after the pass rusher, to go after the quarterback, and then also stop the run. I'm impressed with that Agunlier because I thought perhaps when you were doing your research, maybe he wouldn't have popped up because he wasn't actually drafted in this list. I remembered him from the Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah. So he was definitely in my my top 31 here to be drafted. I was going to surprise you later, but you beat me to the punch, man. So mm-hmm. so that's a great pick right there. That's that's a guy. He was he was super solid for a lot of years. Uh, yeah, I had him pretty high on my board. I had him ranked 13th. Okay, yeah, he was. I can't really blame you. He was a great player, um, and and yeah, pretty cool that you 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 found him. <laughs> Wasn't sure you were going to. Oh yeah, he's that's... not a hitting gym in this draft class, baby. All right, very cool, very cool. Okay, so I am up now with Seattle. Uh, Seattle, originally here, let me take a look, went with uh, Chris McIntosh. If I'm not... No, no, excuse me, excuse me. I apologize. This is where they went Sean Alexander. I was looking okay, at the not wrong a picks. That's what, that's what uh, confused me. I had the notes down. Seattle, with their first pick, went Sean Alexander. Definitely not a bust. Great pick. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do anything uh, that good for these guys. Um but you, you threw me with that Marvell Smith pick because uh, that's that's where I was going for these guys to, sh- to shore up that offensive line. Oh, yeah, man. But uh, great choice. Chad Clifton's off the board. What's okay, your plan this, B? Man, 
This is the first time where I'd be using up the whole 10 minutes, I think. The rest of the guys were, were just flying off the board at me. Would you like some Jeopardy music? Oh, if, if you've got it queued up, I think I can make a pick before the Jeopardy music's up. <laughs> that was incredible. That was awesome. That should be our whole show. That just should. you doing shit like that. Just, just making that. mouth noises. Make- <laughs> <laughs> just just noises. Like that guy from Police Academy. That uh, yeah, that's a just that uh, guy. That guy's a beast. Yeah, you should just do that. Yeah, he's a beast. You throw I, me right out of here. Just do that for an hour. I don't think I could do that for an hour, though. Right. But luckily, that gave me enough time. I, I might be reaching here because this was another one. My, and I'm I'm following your Adewale Agunlier okay move. I had him down here. Was another guy I was going to spring on you later. Uh, but uh, he's a guy that went undrafted, but went on to have a great long career. And that's Sean O'Hara. Nice uh, at offensive line. Nice. So that was another guy. Nice. I'm another guy. You just picked him. That's my next pick for Detroit. Was it really? Fuck. Yes, I got you. So he was. I. Now that I realize that Ogunleye was gone, and you've been looking at these undrafted guys, I was going to spring him on you later as great steals. But I feel like now, since I was going offensive line for Seattle, uh, I had to. I had to pull the trigger, man. I love the pick, man. He was a All Pro center. He's an undrafted center out of Rutgers. Gets uh, last stone to the Giants. Finally finds his niche. Wins the job and just solidifies that center position for the Giants. Super Bowl champion. Multi-time All-Pro, multi-time Pro Bowler, very successful career, especially being an undrafted player. And on top of that, he had a very good second career in commentating for the NFL Network. I love uh, uh, listening to him talk about football. He's very knowledgeable about the game. And, you know, centers is one of those positions where, like, you just got to be smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be able to look at the line and read it. And he's just one of those guys that picked it up and did a phenomenal job during his time with the Giants and his his NFL career. And I feel like if you're going to go center, I feel like this is about the time that 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 could happen. He's the best center in the draft. You know, you're looking around 19. The talent starts to dip a little bit. I I pulled the trigger right there for Seattle. Uh, Give them a solid foundation on their offensive line. I like it, man. That's a solid pick. All right. So I got the uh, Detroit Lions here. And... This is the season. This is Barry Sanders' last season. Am I right? 1999-2000? Yes. I believe that's Barry Sanders' last season. Yes. I believe so. I can look it up, but you know, fuck it. You know what? You know what? We're just going to go off a whim. So with that in mind, they're going to need a replacement for Barry Sanders. And I'm going to give it to him. They're going to go Thomas Jones. Okay. That's a great pick, Running man. back, Virginia. And as we talked about, Thomas Jones had a very slow start to his career before he uh, got to Chicago and really picked it up. And then, you know, obviously he had a good season with uh, a couple of seasons with New York as well. And he gets to be the heir apparent to the Barry Sanders. So, yeah, congratulations, Thomas Jones. You get to follow up the best running back ever <laughs> behind a shitty offensive line and uh, a shitty organization at the Detroit Lions. I'm sorry, Lions fans, it's true. But, um, hey, I mean, you got Thomas Jones, and in this draft he's actually going to be solid from jump. So, uh, you know, you won't feel the sting of Barry leaving – too bad. Okay. I like that, man. That's really solid. Um, By the way, I had him uh, 22nd on my board, so not too far of a reach. Well, I'll tell you what, and, and again, when we're looking at this type of thing, with Sean Alexander off the board um, and with Jamal Lewis off the board, you know, I think, like again, where that talent level starts to dip, I think it falls right after Thomas Jones. So yeah. I think that that's, that's a good spot. You know, Lock him up. 
Uh, nothing wrong with that pick at all, man. He was a beast. Too. Like he he was like chiseled. Like he was he he was built like the fucking the oh. thing. Yeah, man. He was he was nasty. He, yeah. He was really one of those underrated guys. Um, I think it's because he flew under the radar with uh you know not spectacular stats, but just steady and consistent right. for years. So, right. So it's a great pick, man. Nothing nothing wrong with him at all. Uh, can't blame you at all. All right, man. You are up next, Kansas City. Kansas City, twenty first overall. Kansas City. This is before. This is before the era where the the Chiefs were were really dominant. They had some good years with uh, like uh, with Johnson at running back. Uh, they had Priest Holmes at running back. Uh, they they had some they had some weird years though. The the Bono years and uh, the before that the Deberg years. So th- this was never a, an offensive powerhouse. And uh, I think I'm going to steal. One of your guys here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep with that tradition. We're not going offense here. Uh, I'm actually going to go uh, on the defensive side of things here. Uh-oh. Their original pick, just to let you know, they were looking for offense at the time. It was Sylvester Morris. Uh, that definitely didn't work out. So instead, I am going to go with Adelius Thomas. Love it. I'm going with Adelius Thomas. Uh, one of the most underrated players. He played a big role in, um, you know helping that Ravens defense to become what it was. The one knock that I would have that made me even hesitant and all, because he might have been higher up on the board for me, um, multiple-time pro bowler here, but, you know, playing along other, playing alongside other great players, you know, it makes you wonder, could he have done that on another team? But I'm going to say yes, and uh, Kansas City is going to get what I think is a steal here with Adelius Thomas at number 21. I love that pick. Adelius Thomas, um, first of all, when he came to the Ravens, he was an awesome special teams player. He actually made the Pro Bowl as a special teams player. Okay, and I didn't know he, that. He rounded out his skills and became a fucking dominant defensive player. That 2006 Ravens defense, I will, I will take this to my grave. That is the greatest defense the Ravens has ever produced. Even better than the 2000 defense that we had that won the Super Bowl. Okay. It's just that the only reason why we don't talk about that defense more is because the uh, we didn't win a Super Bowl that year. Um, we held fucking Peyton Manning and in, in the Indianapolis Colts to 15 points and lost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like we held crazy. him to five field goals and lost. Adelius Thomas was the best defensive player on that on that 2016. He was absolutely phenomenal. Rushing the passer, covering uh, the receivers and tight ends out of the backfield, and and also you know tight ends and across the middle. Um, also, special teams player, and yeah, man, if he could stay healthy, I mean, he went to New England and kind of flamed out there. Like you know, Bill, Belichick tried to use him too much, doing all the little gadget shit, and didn't let him just do what he did in Baltimore. But um, you know, if they just plug him right in there and just let him do what he do, he could he he's gonna have an awesome career. He would have had a, a very awesome career. Okay, so I like that pick a lot, man. That's an awesome pick. Very cool. All right, moving on. Um, I have uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And their original pick at 22 was Chris McIntosh. That was a tackle. And he was a flame out, so we're not going to go there. Um, I'm looking at my board. I'm going to stay true to it. And I'm going to go safety. And I'm going to go Mike Brown, safety out of Nebraska. Great player. Solid, solid, solid defensive back, solid safety, put up very good numbers for a lot of years with the Chicago Bears. And um, I mean, made a Pro Bowl, made an all pro uh, over 20, well, 20 career interceptions, made over 500 tackles in his career. Um, I mean, not much more you can say about the man. He was a solid defensive back for a a lot of years and, um, you know, just kind of brings some stability to that Seattle secondary there. Can't can't blame you, man. That's uh, is that the first safety to go? I believe that is the first safety. Yeah, 
Okay, I I didn't have a safety on my radar too much with this draft. There's one that I was that was close to my close to my top picks here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of see if uh, if he makes it, but I might talk about him afterwards as as just another solid but not spectacular player uh, at safety. But I I Mike Brown was off my radar. That wasn't one that I had in my top, but uh, great choice, man. That's excellent pick. Nice, excellent pick. All, All right, right, man. You got Carolina up next, twenty third. Okay, so what Carolina did was uh, they went with a corner. Uh, they went with Rashard Anderson at number 23. Um, I'm going to change that up a little bit. Good. Uh, yeah, that, that didn't exactly work out. Uh, I'm actually going to go ahead and give Carolina a weapon here. Okay. Um, it was a guy that I talked about a little bit earlier. He, he turned out to be a fine player in the league. He was an explosive player and stuck around for a long time. I believe it's our first wide receiver off the board. Um, unless I miss something, right? No, no, you're right. That's first, first, first one, receiver. all the yep. way down to 23. I'm going Lavernius Coles here. I'm pulling the trigger, giving Carolina a weapon. Um, uh, I, I probably should have had this prepared, but I, I had him going at a little different spot. Do you know when Steve Smith got Steve to- Smith, I believe, comes in in 2001 or two. Okay. So yeah, he basically he's going to be filling in that Steve Smith role. Yeah. So I think we get him. We get a type of player like that a little bit earlier. I thought Steve Smith came a little bit after that. I wasn't sure. But if they go on to get Steve Smith later, what a nasty little one-two punch. That right. They never really filled in that second receiver next to Steve Smith uh, over there. They had Moussin Muhammad for a little while. Yeah, before he, he was went pretty to Chicago. Good yeah. Before he went to Chicago. But uh, next to Steve Smith, never really that complimentary receiver. And I think Lavernius Coles could do that pretty well here for Carolina. So I'm going Mr. Coles. I like that pick, man. I had him 26 on my board. And um, yeah, he's 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 a very good, solid receiver for both the Redskins and the Jets. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, he's also a decent return man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think on punts, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, he was he was nasty. So you so. know, you can double dip there, kind of get some extra value there at the position. So why not get a solid receiver, decent return man? Love it, Carolina man. Very cool. All right, moving on. San Francisco, another first round pick. Um, their original pick this time around was uh 24. They had selected Ahmad Plummer, defensive back. Um, I'm going to go defensive back again, but it's not going to be Ahmad Plummer. This time it's going to be Deion Grant. That was the guy <laughs> I was talking about. That was the other safety I was talking about. Yep. I, I wasn't sure where to put him, uh, and I'll let you speak to it a little bit more, but the reason I was talking about him was because never a pro bowler, never spectacular, but just super solid career. Great player. So I'll let you speak more to it, but I, I love it, man. You pretty much just summed it up, man. Just stability. Just a solid defensive back. He has some very solid years. I'm, I'm kind of shocked that he didn't have a, a pro bowl under his resume. Um, you look at some of his numbers here. He has seasons where he had, like I think his rookie season, he had five interceptions, uh, but he had multiple seasons where he had about three, four interceptions. Um, and then on top of that, he was a very solid run defender. He could come up and play in the box. And on top of that, he was a very good leader. I remember him being on that New York Giants football team that won the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He was a very key piece in that secondary, got as a Super Bowl champion, and um, solid first-round pick, man. He uh, originally had went, I believe, in the second round. Yep, went the second round to Carolina. So it would have been nice if you would have selected him for Carolina with that, that pick before, you know, kind of stuck with him. But... You know, San Fran gets them in this redraft here, and I think they're going to be very happy with the selection. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, Minnesota. So, Minnesota. So Minnesota. Minnesota went defensively with like Minnesota uh, Chris Hovind. That was pretty good. Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. That's a tough accent, actually. Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, don't you know? Like, we're, drafting, we're drafting players. 
That one wasn't as good. That's like a that's like an Irish. Yeah, I don't know where I went with yeah, that one. Yeah, you sounded like like Conor McGregor. Shit. It's all good. It's all right. It's all good. All right. Who we going to draft from this? I don't know that I can now. I might have to see myself out. <laughs> all right. So I'm I'm going now that we're man looking at it. You, you realize how time flies here. We're already down to number twenty five. So um, I've got to pick a guy here that that I always really liked. One of my favorite players. I've already talked about Sean Alexander. This was a complimentary piece there during their their Super Bowl runs. Um, and I just love the guy. I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't take him. So I'm going with one of my favorite receivers uh, to give Minnesota a little bit of uh, a little bit of action at wide receiver. We're going Daryl Jackson. Uh, that was my guy there. Wow. Yeah, I'm, that's, what? That's my reach. Yeah. I, I always love Daryl Jackson. Talk about it. Um, Daryl Jackson was just a player that I remember uh, fondly just because I really liked that Seattle Seahawks team. Uh, he was a guy that uh, was never a standout, but always super solid uh, target for Matt Hasselbeck. Always was leading them in, in receptions and yards and touchdowns every year. Wasn't really talked about because the big deal on that offense was Sean Alexander. But when they were airing it out, no doubt it was going to Daryl Jackson. Always loved that guy. Also, just as a side note, I had him a few years in a row in fantasy, and uh, he always killed it for me. I always got him late. He was kind of like, if, if you recall, a guy that played for you guys for quite a few years was uh, Derek Mason. Yeah. Underrated guy. I'm not saying that Daryl Jackson is anywhere near as good as Derek Mason, because he's probably not. But this is just a guy that Solid I always receiver. really liked. Solid receiver. There's another one that's, that's a little sneaky that I could have went with here. But again, man, this is my draft. I just like Daryl Jackson. He's a good weapon. And... uh that's where he's going. Late, three, late three, in the first. 3,000 yard season. Three, 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 three thousand yard seasons. Yep. All right. 3,000 yard seasons. Um, he had one 10 touchdown receiving season in 2006 for the Seahawks. That's a solid pick, man. He's, <clears throat> he's, he was a good player. I like that. And in Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota. He's going to do well there too, man. He's, he's a, he was a great guy, great player. And on top of that, you think about the Minnesota offense back then. They had Randy Moss as the prominent wide receiver. He's going to be seeing a oh. lot of single coverage. Oh, and the number two, Daryl Jackson, killer, buddy. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's solid, man. I like that. It's going to build a very dangerous offense for that uh, Vikings team. That um, that year, the Vikings, what, where where they ranked that? They went 10-6 and six that year. So, um, yeah, man, they they build up a they, – they're strengthening a strength. Because they still got Chris Carter at that point, do they? Don't they? They'll probably be Chris Carter towards the end of the career. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, this was the first pick where – I don't know. I just just looking at it. This was just a guy that I really liked. Uh, I wasn't thinking too much positionally here, like what they had working with. Obviously, you know, you don't want to draft strength on strength on strength. So maybe not the smartest pick in the world. But this was one that was just a bit of a a homer feel for me. I wanted him to go. I'm not sure looking at my board exactly who you're going to take and exactly who's left. But uh, with a couple of the other guys that I wanted to wedge in for some of these teams, uh, Daryl Jackson had to go right here for me. I respect. Shout out. Shout out to my guy. I like that. I like that pick a lot. All right, cool. Um, moving on. I'm going to draft for the Buffalo Bills because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> I got to do a deeper to that. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. There we go. That, that was, that was better. much better. All right, so originally the Buffalo Bills selected at 26 defensive end Eric Flowers, uh, who lasted five seasons and had five sacks. Um, we're not going to go that pick again. I wouldn't relive that. Yeah, we're going to go a different direction. And at this point, Buffalo, they had two solid receivers, Eric Mose and Peerless Price. So I don't think they need to go receiver. I am going to go defensive end, though. It's going to be a different one this time. It's going to be Darren Howard, defensive end, Kansas State. If anybody remember Darren Howard, he's a very solid defensive end. 
played originally drafted in the second round by the, the New Orleans Saints, had a very decent career there, went to Philadelphia, even had a 10-sack season in Philadelphia, very solid defensive lineman, um, produced, you know, consistent six to eight sack guys. Sometimes he'll peak with 10. I think his highest was maybe 12. But uh, over his career, he has 67 career sacks overall. And um, I think that he would be a, a a good addition for that Buffalo Bills team, who I believe next year is when they get Aaron Schobel in 2001. Okay. So that's a great shout out there. Schobel was a player that, uh, you know, doesn't get a lot of love. Very he was, underrated. He was yeah, he was a, a solid defensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, really yeah I think uh, they're going to draft uh, Darren Howard here, 26th overall, and uh, just kind of solidify that defensive line there with him. Okay. No, nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing nothing wrong with that at all. Um, so this is this is an interesting pick here for me, the Jets. So let's recap what we've done for them so far. We have rebuilt this Jets team oh, to yeah. be a defensive dynasty yes. right here. So we we have gone with uh, KGB, Kamir Bajabi Amila. Ooh, we you nailed with, that. I killed it, right? You nailed that. KGB, that was my guy. Uh, Corey Simon. We went back. He's not going to get hurt this time. He's going to stay healthy, and he's going to be dominant for years. Then you came back with my undrafted Miami Dolphins legend, Adewale Agunlier. So if you're thinking about this, I, I had I had a little epiphany here as I was going down. This is one of those guys that I wanted to make sure that I got drafted and that got wedged in here somewhere, and I think this is a perfect opportunity. So if we're going to build a dominant defense here, one of the most important things when you're building a dominant defense, I think, is a running game. But then also underrated is that you want to win the field position game, right? Next. Right. So field position, turnovers, right, with the great defense, yeah. and running the football, classic right. football. So what I think we do here, we change it up a little bit, and we give them one of the best weapons at all time at moving the chains, all in, Okay. Dante Hall. Wow. I think, I think here, wow. late in the first okay. round, you're the Jets. You can do that. You can do that here because you already had three first-round picks. So you can reach a bit on a player who's going to give you that not only that excitement factor of Dante Hall, but also he's going to move the chains for you on special teams. You're going to win those field position battles. Dante Hall, number 27, goes to the Jets. He wouldn't be on my top board as a receiver, but I think in this case, I changed it up on the fly here. As we're looking with what we're doing, I think you win those field position battles. Dante Hall. I had Dante Hall ranked 32nd on my board, and I didn't know if I would have the balls to pull the trigger, and I'm glad you did because I fucking love Dante Hall. He He's one of those guys that literally ch- kind of changed the position when it comes to returnment. Yeah, he was like, like Devin Hester before Devin Exactly. Hester. Like, you go... Listen, kids, I'm talking to the young ones out there right now. If you don't know who we're talking about with Dante Hall, go to YouTube... Put on Dante Hall highlight film and just sit back and enjoy the show. The man Sick. was the fucking human joystick for a reason. Breaking boys' ankles like he's out there on the basketball court made it look ridiculous. Not the greatest receiver, obviously, but as a return man, put fear in the hearts every time they kicked it off to that man. Dante Hall, I love that pick. He changed the game, man. I he love really it. did. He's awesome. So, and, and again, here, I think... Because same thing, I had him kind of up there, and I'm thinking, ah, where does he go? But now after we built this defensive juggernaut here, I think you give a, a crazy weapon to that team that can, you know, steal you a touchdown here or there on the return game while you've got that great defense. Yeah. I think it's a perfect fit. That's dope, It's man. one of my favorite picks so far. That's dope. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, cool. Uh, number 28, Indianapolis. Um, they're coming off of the, what is that? That's the AFC championship loss, right? They're picking 28? Uh, yes, sir, 28th. All right. So... 
they lost to the Tennessee. I'm assuming they losing. They lost to Tennessee. One of those teams they lost to. But anyways, um, they got Peyton Manning. They got Marvin Harrison at this point, right? I believe they got Marvin Harrison at this yep. point. Yep. This would have been pre-Reggie Wayne. Pre-Reggie Wayne. But during the Marvin Harrison era. This yep. is pre-Dallas Clark. Is this pre-Jeff Saturday as well? Ooh. I believe it's pre-Jeff Saturday. Probably. Because unless he played like 17 years or something, which he might have. I mean, I, this would have been pre-Saturday. Okay. Give me like, give me five seconds. I just want to make sure. I would do that whole Jeopardy music shit, but there's no way I'd do it better than you. All right, so Jeff Saturday came into the league in. Oh, he came in with Baltimore in '98. Okay, so he's wow, with, he's, did he really? Yeah, he's with the Indianapolis Colts in '99. So, all right, so they got Jeff Saturday wow. on the team. I'm gonna change my my pick. I was gonna go uh, center for them with Brad Meester. Okay, I'm actually gonna change it up because it is pre Reggie Wayne. Um, they're gonna go practical burst here. Wide receiver, Michigan State. Wow, can't blame <clears throat> you there. That's a nice pick. He actually <laughs> fell, man. I, yeah, he fell he hard. Went off my radar. Yeah, he I, fell I hard. Okay. He uh, we originally he was drafted top ten to Pittsburgh. He went what number nine. Um, now he's fallen to to freaking uh, what is it twenty eight. If, um, if I'm being honest, I would have taken him as a player over Daryl Jackson. But I, I I just had to I had to wedge him in there somewhere. Daryl Jackson's my guy. But oh, great pick with uh, Burris there. Yeah, Plaxico man. He I mean we talked about him a little bit earlier when we went through the original picks. Um, never made a Pro Bowl. Never made an All Pro. But. Uh, was a very solid receiver for Pittsburgh as a number two behind Heinz Ward. Got signed by the New York Giants to become the number one. And, um, I mean, he did it. He had some really good seasons with New York. Uh, that one playoff where, you know, the New York Giants won their first Super Bowl with Eli Manning at quarterback, he absolutely dominated that whole playoffs, uh, that whole playoff run, especially against the Green Bay Packers where he just made Al Harris look like a fool that whole yeah. game. I remember watching that game live, and I just like, yo – Classical burst is wide open every fucking play. How does this ha- keep happening? Um, big target, six foot five, six foot six, two hundred and twenty pound receiver. Red zone threat gives it to uh, a red zone threat to Peyton Manning to throw to. Perfect compliment to Marvin Harrison. Now they probably won't be drafting Reggie Wayne next year um, in the next year draft, but. Uh, fuck it. They got Plaxico. I think he with Peyton Manning would put up very similar numbers that Reggie Wayne put up. Um. I think he's an excellent pick for this Indianapolis Colts offense at this point in time. Yeah, that's a good one, man. I, I can't blame you at all there. That's a guy that really fell. Uh, I had him listed. Um, I had him listed way up there on the board. Um, I had him 21st on my board. Yeah, he was, he was sitting out there at 25 for me. Uh, and again, like I said, I shoehorned in DJ, Daryl Jackson, and then obviously went with Dante Hall. And that's why I said I had to get these guys in. I'm glad he ended up going in the first round because I think he is a first-round talent. Uh, so that worked out pretty well. Got three picks left, Ed. All right. You got two of the three. Got two of the three left. All right. So I got to try to figure out here if who I'm trying to fit in, who you're going to take next. Next next up is Tennessee. So I'm trying Tennessee. to think what you would do there. Tennessee. And what I should do here. So Jacksonville. So Jacksonville back then, was this a Jones Drew era? Um, No. No. So this is Fred Taylor era. I think this was about Fred Taylor era. Yeah. Okay. So they were actually okay on offense. So I know that I'm going to be going defensively here. The boys went 14 and two. They made it to the AFC yeah, championship they, they game. Were, they were really good. I think it was like Fred Taylor. Um, th- th- this was Jimmy the, Smith, yep. wide receiver Jimmy Smith. Yep. Uh, this was a, a very solid team offensively. Um, I think they're going to build off of that. They're going to want to go defense. Uh, their actual pick, if I'm jumping in there now, was um, RJ Soward at wide receiver. So. 
they were trying to build even more offense there. Right. I'm going to go a little bit differently. Uh, I'm going to take a guy, you know, this is probably a reach, but I, I just, again, always really liked him. I'm going to go with Niall Diggs. I like that pick. You do? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Niles, pick, Niles, pick was, Niles Diggs was a very solid linebacker for Green Bay for years. He, he was awesome. He played, um, he played an 11-year career, uh, was a great player. Uh, Niall Diggs uh, always thought he was underrated. Uh, never made a Pro Bowl because I think he played alongside. He was probably overshadowed overshadowed in that division uh, by by Erlacher. Um, you know, never really a a standout. But man, at 29, you're getting a guy that can lock down the middle of the field for you for for years to come. Uh, and I think I'm pulling the trigger here on Niall Diggs. Thumper, linebacker, downhill, smash mouth. Stop the run linebacker, man. He he did his job. He knew what his job was, and he did it very well for Green Bay for years. Yeah. So I, I think that's where he goes. I think that's a good spot for him. Because I had him, I had him in my top 30. Uh, so I think here at 29, it works out. I respect it, man. Um, okay, number 30, Tennessee. This is my last pick. And originally Tennessee. Had drafted what? Oh, uh, you're not gonna, you're not going to beat this oh, one. Oh, they got Keith. Bullock. You're not going to beat this one. Yeah, so he's long gone. We drafted him early. All right, so I'm looking at my board here. At that point, the Tennessee they didn't have Kevin Y. No, he's with the New York Jets at that point. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with another linebacker. I'm going to go Ian Gold. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go Ian Gold. Great choice, and that's who, that's who I was down between because we had mentioned Ian Gold earlier in the in the cast. Yeah, we we're talking about his speed, his ability to cover the field, and I'm trying to think. You know, Jacksonville. You know, do you, with the with the great running game there, do you want to you know kind of slow the game down, or do you want that guy that can cover all over? Yeah. Oh man, great pick. Yeah, there. I'm gonna go Ian Gold. Um, like you said, you know, sideline to sideline linebacker. You plug him in at that weak side. You just let him wreak havoc behind that line of scrimmage. Um. Not as good as Keith Bullock, but at the same time, at this point in the draft, you know, if you're able to get, he's he made a Pro Bowl, like he's a Pro Bowl linebacker. Yeah, he made he one was really Pro Bowl, good. yeah. And then you know, eventually his injuries caught up to him, but uh, you know, you get a solid, a solid, solid piece in your in your linebacking core with an Ian Go with a, with a late first round pick. You can't be mad at that. So Ian Go, very cool, man. All right, man. And to round it all off, thirty first, the Super Bowl champion, St. Louis Rams. Okay, obviously, uh, the St. Louis Rams were uh, an amazing juggernaut on offense, um, you know, greatest show on turf. Uh, they were just one of the, the best offenses you've ever seen. Uh, their actual pick here was Trung Candidate. Um, they, they went with that speedy return man slash running back uh, thug candidate, as I believe some people Shout called him. Shout out to them. thug, man. Thug candidate. Uh, that's not the direction that I'm going, but I am going to go with a guy that at least made a Pro Bowl. Um, it seems like these linebackers are are the way to go here. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't remember a lot about him, but from everything that I read when I was doing research here, he certainly deserves a, a top in the a spot in the top 31 for me, and that's Marcus Washington. Uh, this was a guy that went uh, towards the end of the second round out of Auburn, but from from everything that I studied up on, sounded like a great player. Um, I don't know if you have any more detail on him, but uh, he played quite a few years, uh, made a Pro Bowl in 2004. And, um, you know, had, had a solid career. Solid linebacker. Like you said, man, he, um, like you said, Pro Bowl linebacker. He, he was, uh, he, he very interesting career because he necessarily wasn't necessarily a, a dominant pass rusher, <clears throat> but he had some decent pass rushing numbers when, when he got to Washington. So he originally was drafted by Indy, um, had an eight sack season for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, then went to Washington, had a seven and a half sack season for them. Decent in coverage. Um, you know, made tackles and I mean, Hey, 
You get a Pro Bowl linebacker with the 31st overall pick. You can't be too mad at that. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I was kind of like kind of going through the talent. And maybe if you, if you had a moment, if you had any like best of the rest. Yeah, that you actually, wanted to I, I kind of didn't want to do that. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, because that, that sounds great to me because there was a few here that I was kind of between and I was looking at. Um, I'll start off if you want to maybe just kind of go back and forth real let's quick do on it. a couple of them. Yeah, let's do uh, it. What I was between here was um, Washington, um, who is someone that I didn't have as much recollection of, but that seemed to have put together a really nice career. But the other guy that I definitely remembered that I thought would would have been a nice fit there also on defense was Cornelius Griffin. Okay. Uh, that was that was the yeah. next guy on my board, and I yeah. thought that he would have been a good fit there too. But I just went with Washington um, out of the uh, – you know the numbers that he put up and the accomplishments that he had, but Cornelius Griffin was a great player for yeah. years. Uh, so I don't, I don't think I could have gone wrong there either. So definitely want to shout out to Cornelius Griffin. He okay. was uh, just missed the cut. Okay, I like that. Um, so yeah, names obviously that we didn't mention that was drafted like top fifteen was uh, Bubba Franks. Okay, um, I had him ranked 29th on my board, and really just the way that the board fell, uh, couldn't really find a team for him. I was thinking Indianapolis for him for a minute. Because this is the before Dallas Clark, before they really had that that okay. that sure-handed tight end. That's cool. But um, you know, went a different direction there. But we didn't uh, go tight end at all, did we? No, no tight ends no was drafted. No tight ends drafted in no the first round. No tight ends drafted in this first round. Okay. And only what two quarterbacks? Yep. Yeah, only yep. two quarterbacks. Tom and one Brady was and Mark a Bolden. huge reach. No I mean, big deal. No big hey, deal. Hey, long, no, I'm kidding. Long I like Mark. I like Long as you get some Super Bowls out of it like in Baltimore, Baldrick. we good with it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bubba Franks was one. Another one that I didn't uh mention that. I had on my board was Chad Pennington. Yep. Um, you know, originally he was drafted by the New York Jets. Uh, I had him 30th on my board. And then again, just the way that the board fell, really wasn't no spot for me to place him. I mean, the New York Jets at 27, that could have been a spot for him there, okay. you know. But, you know, we go Dante Hall there instead. Uh, maybe Buffalo. Maybe Buffalo. I could have selected him at 26. That would have been a nice little heir apparent to uh, who was Buffalo's quarterback at that point. Buffalo Bills quarterback and was that in Flutie? 2000? Oh man, in two thousand, um, was that Johnson? Let me think. It might have been Rob Johnson. I think it was Rob Johnson. Um, give me one second. I'll, I'll find out for us. So. Okay. <laughs> Bills QB then was Doug Flutie. You, you nailed it. Flutie um, flakes, Flutie baby. Ninety-eight to two thousand was Doug Flutie. Okay. So, so you definitely nailed that one. So yeah, maybe Pennington could have slotted there. They maybe uh, Buffalo would have would have picked him up there, but nonetheless, Chad Pennington doesn't go in the first round in this draft. He would be a second round pick for sure. Yeah, I think I think definitely. And you know what? For where his career panned out, he was actually okay. If he if he didn't have shoulder surgery after shoulder surgery, uh, he might have been okay. He yeah. ended up being a decent little game manager for the Dolphins uh, for a while. He had an uh, okay career, I guess, with the Jets. But, um, you know, I, I always had love for him. He was all right. Was, you know, nothing wrong with his career um, other than the injuries. That's, yeah. that's certainly set him back. Um, I guess Peter Warwick never went, so he didn't make our cut there despite some other wide receivers going. That's another guy that had a, ultimately a decent enough career. I did not like him at all. Not like, at, like at all. Not even a little not bit? Not even a little. Like, I think I like him less than Travis Taylor. Okay. So he was that, – that combination was they had Peter Warwick – I don't want to. I want to say Carl Pickens was out there for a while. Um, Jeff Blake was their quarterback. I do back remember then. Jeff Blake. So Jeff Blake was out there. That was a. They never really put it together offensively. I think until a little bit later, once they had um, Ocho Cinco and uh, Hushmanzada, that was the first time. And, and with Carson Palmer, yeah, that offense never really clicked uh, with um, with Warwick and Blake, right. and, and that whole group. So. I guess that's why he was off our list. Uh, we never went back to one one that was kind of surprising. We said he had a solid career uh, was Courtney Brown. 
We never went back to yeah. Courtney, Courtney Brown. Brown in this draft would probably be like a third or fourth round pick for me. You think so? Yeah. You didn't have him anywhere near there. Up no, the top? he's okay. he's not. I got so I I had forty players on my big board. Okay, and no, he's nowhere near it. Okay. Um, you want me to rattle off the rest of the names here? I'm sure. Yeah, board? go for him. Right, I only so, had a couple more, so you go first. So I had uh, Dahani Jones. Oh, um, I had him thirty third. Okay. Uh, Chris Hoven, I had him thirty four. Shout out to Mike Anderson, running back, 35th. He was actually the offensive rookie of the year, his uh, rookie season in his draft class for the Denver Broncos. He had okay. a really solid, had very good couple of seasons with Denver. Very cool. Um, so I had him ranked 35th. Uh, Niall Diggs, we already, you drafted him. I had him. Yep. Uh, Bobby Williams, offensive guard out of Arkansas. He had a very solid career of 10, spanning 10 seasons. Um, Janikowski, I had ranked 38. And then also Neil Rackers, I had 40. Okay, Neil, yeah, Neil I had, Rackers. I had Neil you Rackers. Had a kicker the, the other, in I had two kickers in my top forty. Okay, did you? Have, where did you have Shane Leckler? Did you have him at all? I had Shane Leckler thirty nine. Okay, because I had some fun with that pick. Obviously, yeah. um, you know, I think you know if I didn't do something goofy with Shane Leckler right there, and before we had the whole jet strategy planned out, there might have been no more Raiders esque pick than yeah. taking Dante Hall yeah. there also. So that was another guy that yeah. I considered, but it's just you know for fun. That actually you know, probably would have been the pick. Like if if Al Davis was alive. Right in this room with us, he would probably would have told him, "No, take Dante Hall. He got speed. <laughs> okay. He's a winner. I I, I can totally win, see baby. that. Just win. Um, so a couple other guys other than the ones that you mentioned that I think had uh, decent little careers. Fred Robbins, defensive tackle. Not mm-hmm. sure that you mentioned him. I did not. Um, uh, I remember this is a guy that I remember. So maybe he's not as spectacular as as I thought, but I always remember him being really good in Madden, and I always remember drafting him um, a little bit later on in Madden. But Kanoi Kennedy. Um, I thought was a really good player at safety. Okay. And other than that, um, I'm just I'm now what I'm doing. If 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 I'm describing what's what's going on in the room here, I'm kind of scrolling down through the rest of the draft. I'm glad that Brad Meester went. Um, that's a really cool pick, Brad Meester. Brad Meester did not go. He, you didn't take Brad. I Meester? didn't take Brad Meester. What? That's an, that's another pick of mine that I'm kind of. Oh. I'm kind of. Oh, you, you mentioned him as one of your best of the rest. I mentioned him. I, I was thinking about selecting him for Indy if they didn't okay. have Saturday, but they did at that point. Yep. So then I went Plaxico Burst instead. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Meester, unfortunately, oh, would be slipping to the second one. round. Yeah, yeah, he would have been a good one. That yeah. would have been a good choice. Maybe I slipped up there because, you know, you want to look back and you want to kind of figure out where maybe you made some mistakes. It happens. I think, I think Meester going. I, think I mean, that's the drive. Like, players, good players fall. Like that's every draft, good players always fall. I feel like we didn't lean on um we didn't lean on offensive linemen too heavily either. And I feel like I feel like Meester could have Meester could have fell in there. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could have. This this draft is very defensive oriented. Um yeah, here, it really was. so let's see, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18 picks were defensive players. 18 wow. out of 31 were defensive players. Wow. That's wild. I mean, man. and if you want to if you want to count Shane Lecter as a as a defensive player, you know, punter, that's the 19. Defense slash special teams. You know? I'm with that. That's that's awesome, man. This was, I'll tell you what, we've we've definitely got to do this again. Because looking at this here today was, uh, was a fun lot of fuck, fun. Right? I'll tell you what, not only doing this here was fun because, you know, going back and forth with the picks. Yes. You know, and changing on the fly because I'm not knowing what you're doing. You're right. not knowing what I'm doing. But the prep for this. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't believe how much fun it was to go back, look at the names, look at all the players that yeah, were Yeah, be able to rank there. them. Yep, to, mm-hmm. to bring them back together was a, was a lot of fun, man. So Very fun. Uh, Wait till we do next one, 2001. Did you get a chance to look at that draft? Lot, no, I haven't looked ahead Bro, yet. Bro, you thought awesome. this draft was stacked? Woo! Okay. I can't wait to do that. Do, 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 do 2001. I can't even get it out. I'm so I cited. Very cool. 
Awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll have to definitely do that one soon. And uh, I, I appreciate this. this, this yeah, this, man. This one, I'm letting everybody know this was Bryce's idea. Yes. Loved it, man. It was yeah. awesome. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you thought of it. I was inspired by other ideas. I mentioned that as well. You did. Got to give the love there. But um, yeah, man, this is an awesome time. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to continue forward. We're, we're, I'm planning on having this going for the next, what, 19 drafts? All the way up until 2019. All right. So we're going to redraft all these shits. Yeah. You know, we got to come up with some content for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy listening to this as much fun as we enjoy doing it. Um, I know I'm about to go back and listen to it as soon as I edit this shit. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Go and like our Facebook page. Go and follow us on Facebook, Sports Your Enthusiasm Podcast. Like us on Twitter, SYE Pod. Send us some emails. Uh, give us some feedback on what you guys thought about our draft picks. I know we've probably goofed up somewhere that people don't like. I want to hear where you guys would have drafted certain players, what you think your team would have did had you been in the position to select for them. I'm very curious to hear that. So definitely email us, sportsyourenthusiasmpodcast at gmail.com. We have a contest going on for a new logo, Freelancer. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our Twitter page. If you are an artist, digital art, a background in any of that, Go and uh, participate in it. It's a $50 reward that's up in there. And uh, we got a lot of entries so far. We're going to be picking a winner soon. So uh, definitely, if you're interested, go and uh, you know take a stab at it. Um, make sure you're drinking some more water. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Oh, you beat me to it. You beat me to you it. I, think- I have totally decided to try to steal your line there whenever possible and okay. take your thunder. But you're, you already got them this time. So hey. stay hydrated. Stay safe. Wash your hands. All that good stuff. Be good to one another, and uh, we'll be back at you real soon. Black Lives Matter. Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care.